Good evening, everyone. This is Veronica Entwistle saying, oh, wow, how many of you heard Linda Sherman on Tuesday night talking about what's going on in the world? What an amazing astrologer she is, that girl. Um, She's really just been going strong for years and is getting stronger. And there were so many of the issues that she brought up that I'd love us to talk about. I hope you're going to be calling in and talking to me about what's going on in your life. And my guides and angels absolutely love you. And my guides and angels are very, very optimistic that we, they always are, you know, I guess that's their job, huh? Guiding us to the optimistic outcomes. And they're they're always saying, you know, that we can propel consciousness through ourselves and we can make it contagious and addictive and fun and dance it through. And as we're listening to Linda talking about some of the corruptions that is that's going on in the world economically or politically or, uh, you know, even the ownership of the media by uh, uh, oligarchic forces and all that stuff. But on the other hand, we're learning so much about the fact that you and I can keep propelling those higher frequencies through our body-mind and radiating out there possibility, possibility, the possibility of instead of being afraid, the possibility of you vibrating and radiating out big big opportunities for people to do it differently. I heard something on NPR today which was really interesting and it was talking about a book. Some guys got some book that's making everybody think talking about how um, the media and movies, movies can plant concepts in your mind so that you can live Uh, In the movies, you can go to the movies and you can live incredible, exhausting stress. You can actually, without having left your chair and your popcorn bag, you can actually uh, wear yourself out because you're in there watching all kinds of terrifying things and you've got all the adrenaline running and you've got biochemistry going on and so on. And I was listening to just part of it because I was shopping. I was going into that other addictive place called Trader Joe's. And I was quite fascinated by the fact that what he's talking about is something that you and I know. We know about television. We know about the media that's keeping our brains working a certain way, helping us plant all kinds of ideas rather than ideals in our brain potential. So the ideas are, for example, I can sometimes get scared in the woods for no reason at all. You know where that comes from? A whole bunch of legends and stories about what goes on in the woods and who might be hiding in there. And the other day I was standing somewhere where it was beautiful trees and stuff and I'm going, you know, I've really been affected by a lot of uh, mythical tales or a lot of uh, old movies and things that I've seen that really have something dangerous going on in the woods. And anyway, the reason I'm saying all this about this guy talking about his book is that um, more and more we're hearing on the radio or we're hearing about a number of people who are bringing forward these ideas and actually doing research on how much uh, our brains are... Um, 
you know, run by these kinds of things. And when people start talking about it, I don't think it will be as blatantly um, hoodwinking as it has been so far. When you and I wake up and start going, oh, wait a minute, you know, and start turning off the the news that is uh, the Fox News. How about that? I'm really kind of sticking my neck out here. But when you're turning off the news, it's really imposing a way of thinking on you and allowing yourself to move up, to bring back those guides and angels, to bring up the inspiration, to shift those spiraling lights in yourself and make it contagious out there. You and I will find that things will change on the planet because energy, empathy, another stuff I was reading, about is something that I know about a little bit anyway, and so do you, which is that we empathize at one on one another. And I can look, I always sort of laugh about this. It's okay if you're gorgeous, but not everybody is somebody I want to look like. But I can look like you if we stand side by side long enough. And that's pretty interesting because I go by the same token. If you and I are having those rising lights coming through us by choice, right, that sticks out of our body and the empathy that comes up is empathizing with that kind of change that can go on all over the world. And, you know, I was taught, I've often mentioned this, that I was taught many, many years ago that consciousness is rising in all kinds of people some of them are like random groups so it might be somebody that you think is an incredibly um, uh, oppressive or dictatorial or corrupt or whatever they can actually have that consciousness rising up through them why would it just hit somebody like that because Uh, Our soul journeys are like that. Nobody really knows who's, I remember Mother Teresa saying this, nobody really knows what anybody else's actual dharma, what anybody else's job is as a human being. And there are some people that are going to be lit by consciousness and it's going to be directly in opposition of what they think they're doing right now. And so once again, we're going back into the contagion thing, the contagious empathy, the kind of picking up of energies from other people that are actually going to move you up or sending them out from you by choice that are going to actually impact other people and fill uh, a room with light. And what happens then? Oh, my goodness. Now, uh, and what happens then is something you and I both know, which is that The world can change, you know. Reality, remember, I love that thing that came from the Arcturian Chronicles, which has changed the energy, changed the reality. And this is just a simple thumbnail statement that actually has widespread expression. So, yeah, there's tremendous corruption. There's a uh, an inequity. There's a guy named Nick Hanneman on... um, TED Talks, and he was one of the is one of the billionaires, and he was saying, "Come on, fellow billionaires, let's start spreading out the wealth, or they're going to come at us soon with pitchforks." And I don't know if that's literally what's going to happen, but he's right that all of a sudden people are going to say, "We're a little tired of the conscription, we're tired of the oppression, we're tired of you guys having all the marbles in your bag and leaving us without any," and people are going to start amassing and getting mad. And I'm saying, you know what? We can also 
amass or start really moving through stronger, more uh, more um, enthusiastically some of the energies, the, the vibrant, transformative energies that you have and I have, right? And really send it out there. One of the things that Linda was talking about as well, Linda Sherman, and it's podcasted on my site, veronicaantwhistle.com, on Stitcher and iTunes now. Uh, she was talking about, um, and she just got really into the edge of this. I want to get her on to talk about more of it. But there's a woman named, now gosh, I've got all this stuff straight. Her name is, um, well, I can't remember their names, okay, but when Enron came down in 2008, it was a woman that brought it down, right? And she was talking about a number of women. There's a woman named Carmen, and Carmen copied a whole bunch of stuff that was going on that was really, really corrupt and deceptive. And she went to her boss, and this is, gosh, I can't even remember it right now, I'm sorry. But I think it was in, it wasn't in Congress, oh, I know, it was in the Federal Reserves, okay? And she collected, she taped and collected a whole bunch of information showing some pretty awful stuff that was going on, some big hoodwinking corruption and that sort of thing. And they, of course, fired her. But she didn't stop there. She started playing it. Apparently, it was played on, I think it was Air America, which is that radio show that's on um, oh, the station. Well, anyway, it's the most one of the most radical Democrat, uh, uh, Amy, who does, what? what is that called? But anyway... Oh, I always get the wrong name. It's something about um, New Democratic or something that um, Amy Goodman is on. Anyway, Air America aired a lot of these tapes that this woman had, this Carmen woman had taped from the Federal Reserve showing how much corruption was going on there. Apparently those tapes ran and she got into some big trouble and was fired a year earlier, but the tapes ran a year later. And the thing is about this stuff that's really important for you and I to think about is most people never know about it because guess what? Our media doesn't ever tell about it. And I think it's really, really time for us to pay attention and to pass it on. And we, I want to go look up that stuff and at least listen to a little bit of it just so that I'm aware, you know, that that stuff, it's contagious when you and I know more and more about what's going on out there. And a number of us do. Once again, there's a kind of a, um, a strength, the power, uh, an awakening that is going on amongst people. It's a real ripple effect. Not the trickle-down thing, and it's also not the, oh my goodness, I'm very spiritual, so I don't pay any attention at all. Not that kind of thing either. It's saying, cheapers, this stuff's going on, and we need to be supportive enough to know what the heck it is so that we can band together with others who know what the heck it is, who, with others who know what the heck it is, and really lift and make a huge change. Let's lift it. And so one of her points was what you and I have heard about for many, many years, which is there will be a rising of the feminine power. Elizabeth Warren is one to watch as well. Rising of the feminine power to really make changes all over the world because the patriarchy has had its heyday. Now, I think most of the guys that I know and love and work with and so on really care that the feminine rises again, even in themselves, 
because they know that this like dog eat dog or this dominant thing or this like I've got all the marbles in my bag so tough titty and you don't have any that stuff most of the men I know are too conscious and too sensitive to want that to keep going so their inner feminine is also rising and, but there are some very very powerful women um some of you, when you call in, can start talking about them. Uh, I'd love it if you'd call in to uh, 888-627-6008 and talk about some of the evidence of the rising of the feminine that you see going on on the planet. And also, uh, what's going on in your world? Do you find that push-pull stretch it's funny, I was uh, walking, I'm in Glendale in LA right now because I'm bouncing around a little bit more and uh, I was watching some people out there in the streets and I was at a, a very elegant shopping mall area and thinking about uh, corporate deceptions and so on and there were some street uh, sweepers and cleaner uppers because I always get up really early, go walking and then I go right somewhere in a coffee place so... Um, anyway, I, I found it was really interesting because it's like when you're in a hospital and they say the orderlies do as much healing as anybody else does there, if not more. And these street sweepers were helping people and guiding people and they weren't being paid for any of that. It wasn't about tipping. It wasn't anything. And what washed over me was this really interesting feeling of, of what kind of a world it would be if we really were just happy helping each other and guiding each other to be kind of, um, because, because they seemed really happy telling me where to go and other people where to go and helping people and so on. What, what would it be like if we had that more organic kind of family community consciousness that, you know, I'm 100 years old now, right? And when I was a kid, that was pretty common. And we hear about tribal villages where in the tribes, people were all conscious of the roles that they had. And even the village, what they used to say, the village idiot, or even the... Um, the people with huge problems had a role in the village that was accepted as part of the organic nature of the collective. And so I really had that feeling this morning, it just washed through me of golly, how relaxing it would be if we could just give and share and break bread together. And, uh, you know, if it didn't all have to be an anxiety about money. I guess it's money, I'm thinking, you know, that everything has its value and so on. And I think, who was talking about this the other day, about collaboration, that the rising of the feminine shows in the desire for people to collaborate. And the younger generations apparently automatically collaborate and that's sort of a sign that there's a wonderful kind of a shift going on in the species. And those of us who are older really feel kind of a pleasure at collaboration, but perhaps a little fear as well. Anyway, this is Veronica Antwistle saying, golly, it's nice to talk to you tonight, and I sure hope you're going to call in with your questions. But we're going to start off by doing our Galactic Healing Center thing. And I know that some of you have some big problems. So um, 
you know, there's a lot of people that don't feel well, and there's a lot of people that are worried about whether it's GMOs or money or losing jobs or whatever. So let's get to work in the Galactic Healing Center and see if we can work some magic to help people kind of feel better. When you feel better, you feel more powerful about what it is you want to do on the planet. You know, it's interesting because when I say that, I go, uh, I guess what I want to say is most of us, we have to remember that we want to be really true to ourselves before we end our lives, you know? Not that you're ending your life. I'm not saying it that way. I'm just saying that that is a really big goal, getting in touch with the divinity within you and some of your gifts and guidance and some of your uh, joyful acceptances in life. It doesn't matter what all the other stuff is. It's just feeling the happiness and the recognition of what it is you've done in your life. So, whilst you're preparing to phone, I'm going to um, do this meditation. So, I want you to close your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. Take a couple of deep breaths. One more. And above your head, about two miles, see a golden ball, a beautiful, radiant golden ball. And below your spine, about 40 feet, another golden ball. Drop a filament of light from the upper golden ball through the spine into the lower golden ball. Can you feel it run through your spine? That's also a practice. Imagine feeling it poke its way all the way through your spine. And when you do that, what happens? You can actually feel your vertebrae moving one from the other. It's funny, as soon as I say it that way, even my feet start to go, it's really nice. Now drop from the upper golden ball a golden pyramid, four-sided pyramid. Have it sticking way out so you've got room to play inside of it. And it's about waist height. And then upside down, with its point going into the lower golden ball, another golden pyramid. And when those pyramids stick together, you have a big diamond, right? A huge, big diamond, a double, it's called a double tetrahedron. Very, very powerful, powerful uh, form. And inside of that, you have your crystal ball and its edges touch the inside edges of your double tetrahedron. Mm -hmm. And take a look at that crystal ball. That's the feminine, isn't it? It's this absolute endless, endless movement of energy, the womb, right? Good. And see the beautiful spectral hues all over this crystal ball. And inside, there's a star tetrahedron. That's like, it's your uh, light vehicle. It's a star tetrahedron and you're inside of it. 
And now spin and spin and spin inside, spin and spin and spin and spin. And I want you to see in front of you a beautiful, magical screen. And the first part of the screen, you're doing a little movie, and the movie is what you want to become. And see yourself becoming, see yourself becoming multidimensional, right? A multidimensional being. That's me anyway. Consciously multidimensional. I want to be able to talk to you from any dimension I feel like. What do you think of that? And you see it happening. And now wrap that in light. And let's move to the second screen. And that second screen is you doing a project you want to do. Okay. And you design your project. It can be home and family. It can be um, building, it can be a business, it can be a world travel, it can be anything your little heart desires. Or it can be like Richard Branston, who's a uh, a brilliant billionaire. Some of the billionaires, right, are real helpers. And Branston's one of those guys, isn't he? He's the one who's got Virgin Airlines, but he's also doing space travel. He and the fellow who's doing uh, Tesla. So there's a lot of uh, very brilliant billionaires who also want to serve our species, right? So what I want to say is see the project you want to create or you want to see created and see all the pieces, the resources, the money, the time, the initiation, the um, innovation, the practical foundations of it and the actual outcome of this project coming together, whatever it is you're wanting to design in this life. Okay, and see all the pieces coming together. And see, oh my goodness, it's so successful. You see yourself feeling really happy as it all comes together. You might even guide it a little. And then when it comes together and it's just such a success, you take a few minutes and you watch all the resources, the money, the time, the incentive for your project to last as long as it's its natural, practical life, the life that you want it to have. Just see it all coming together. Good. Now wrap it in light, move it over to the side. And here we're going to open the Galactic Healing Center. And remember, you have this wonderful, wonderful group of beings around you at all times, but you call them in and they have much more activity when you call on them, right? And so let's call in our special healing team to stand around the healing table. And they're going to help us with what we're working on. So you're the one who's going to lie on the table first. What are you working on? What is it you want to do to heal yourself at this time? So you lie on the table and you ask them for help. What is it you want at this point in your life? Okay, now some of you don't know right now, but some of you do. So just ask what it is you want or you ask them to show you what you need. Made me yawn. That's somebody. Could be me, right? But sometimes it's somebody else. So anyway, they're they're working on you. And some of them are going to talk to you. Look around and see the healing team and who is working on you. Oh my. 
Now, I was talking about the rising of the feminine, and that's what they're working on with me today is the um, confidence in the feminine and the nurturing qualities as being very, very empowering and powerful. Because um, what they're showing me, and this might be relevant to you, they're showing me how in my pelvic area, in my back, my lower back, and all these different places, even in my shoulders, but specific places in my particular frame, I hold against the vulnerability of the feminine. It's not because I want to, it's just an old, probably a childhood thing, or other lives, or fear of the patriarchy, who knows, eh? But anyway, that's what I'm working on here. And I, I love it because all of a sudden, the small of my back is feeling lighter and freer between my shoulder blades. It's softer. My legs feel much more able to support me. Good. What's happening in your world? Now, once it starts going, wrap it in light, move it over to the side. And remember, our team can replicate themselves around a fresh table. And my friend who's have has incredible pain. She's on the table right now. And she's in terrible, terrible pain. And you know what's interesting is I feel like for her, it has to do with a tooth in the jaw which is infected and there's a poison going on. I don't know what you've got to use, but... We'll ask the team to help you with that and it's having a huge impact down through your body because, you know, our teeth are uh, pretty crucial as far as the rest of the body goes. Mm -hmm. And they're working with you. Now, there are several of you that have chronic pain, so let's move a couple more tables in here. But this woman who's really been noble as she goes through pain after pain after pain with the body that's just been suffering. We're trying to help her with that. There we are. And there's another woman whose pain is very, very emotional and she's being uh, abused and um, what would we call it? Rejected and betrayed by the people closest to her one more time. It's making me yawn. And this has happened over and over and over in her life. And I'm seeing that as some of the patterning that she has, much like my friend who's got so much chronic physical pain, some of that pattern is lodged right in the belly area, right in the jaw. It's in the back of the head as if she must be always dealing with uh, depression with the neck, I didn't ever think of it this way, but somebody explained to me recently that the neck holds karmic patterns. And I always tell you that your neck is consciousness of self. So as you transform, a lot of it goes through the neck, right? Or it gets stuck at the neck. So if you have a sore neck, you can ask yourself whether you're transforming. And she said it's also karmic. So you could actually be... Uh, moving karmic energies through your, through that part of your body, right? Okay, here we go. Now we're going back into the woman who's got these incredible emotional patterns and the woman who's got this awful long-term pain. There we go. And they're working with both of the, their necks. Both of your necks. Making me yawn, see? That's just me picking up that, the energy that's stuck there. There we go. 
That's it. Excellent. Excellent. And I think you're going to feel, both of you are going to feel, that there's a kind of a buzzing in the neck and a buzzing at the back of the head whilst they move tremendous amount of energies and they're both both cases they're energizing the ganglia at the base of the spine as well and as they as they get that going the whole spine starts to energize let's wrap that scenario in light and we're going to bring in a couple more uh, people here's a gentleman coming in and he's limping and he's, uh, I'm trying to see what it is. It's like he's heartbroken. So he's limping and he's sad and he's heartbroken. Oh, I see. And this fellow has a lot of um, uh, turmoil in his, oh boy, he's a, he's a wonderful, wonderful example. He's a fellow that's been really difficult to get along with, very hard to get along with. And he uh, has bossed a lot of people around and he's coming apart. He's going, I don't want to do it that way anymore and I don't even know how to start. And he's limping, which is probably as much a metaphor for how he's getting along in the world. They're working on his brain, his brain pattern. And I want to say about this fellow, he's probably in his 40s. He's been really tough to get along with. Has been hard, I want to say hard ass, excuse my language. And he's been kind of cold to a lot of people. And all of a sudden, he's crumbling, and he can't be cold. He suddenly has tremendous compassion for a lot of people. And it's making it harder for him to uh, to be physical. I, and I want to remind you all that, remember, your whole physical body is a kind of a library of all the places you've been and all the attitudes and beliefs that you've got stored in there. And this guy has got a whole bunch shaking apart because he's trying to let, we'll put it back into the vernacular of how we started talking. He's trying to bring his feminine up to be nurturing, to be kind, to be respectful of people and their needs in his working world. And his body, he's not a tall man, and in his body, he's suffering. He's, his gait has been affected. He's walking um, with a limp. His stomach and his belly are very, very queasy and weak, and he's got an ache in his sternum area, which is the um, consciousness of the heart coming from the heart. And they're, they're running energy. I was going to say holding. They're running energy through his spine, vertebra by vertebra by vertebra, so that he can be, there you go, yeah, so that he can be helped to shift these pieces of, of the old beliefs that we talked about, the old beliefs and the fears and the determinations and so on that are all releasing, right, have to move around in his body, which means that his normal way of being secure and his physical has to be challenged, right? 
So he can't really walk as well, and he's in a lot of kind of achy, painy stuff. I want to tell him to take some turmeric, swish it around in some warm water, or take a tincture of turmeric. That works for some people. And, um, and help yourself release some of the aches and pains as you go through these changes. And I want to say to this man on the, um, on the table here that he is going to be of great service to a lot of people. He's suddenly, and he's in, I think, his late 40s, he's suddenly going to start a business in a different style. But he's still in the birth canal. He's not quite sure what that style is. He just knows he can't do it the old way. It's funny because it's like, um, you know, like Scrooge or uh, any of these famous ones where they, stories, fables, where they suddenly see themselves in the mirror and they see what they've been like. Oh, no, have I been like that? I can't believe it. And it hurts so much when we get the feeling of what we've perpetrated on other people. I've often thought that the perpetrators suffer more than the perpetrated, if you know what I mean, the um than their victims when they really realize what it is they've done. How do you feel when you wake up in the night and go, was I really like that? Ew. Anyway, our fellow who's been courageous enough to come and lie down on this table is going through a huge amount of that. And the vulnerability in him is being... um, Your vulnerability is your greatest gift when it comes to change. And the vulnerability in him is being kind of um, shined up so that he can use it instead of being dropped to his knees by it. So I'm seeing you coming along. Even your eyes look brighter. So let's wrap him in light, move him over to the side. Um, Let's see if we'll bring in one more person. Oh, we'll bring in a, a number of people that have money problems. How's that? Okay, so you can come in and lay on the table if you've got money problems. Who doesn't have money problems? Even Oprah said one time she has a lot of money, but boy, oh boy, you worry about it a lot. So that's money problems too, isn't it? Anyway, let's bring in a number of people that have money problems for a number of reasons. Okay, there we go. And they're all coming in. And now uh, (laughs) the guides are really being cute. They're going in and they're running around with their um, proverbial hands or their etheric hands around the base chakras of these people that have all come in. And in the, in the, you could probably feel it as well. They're sending this incredible energy to redden up or brighten up the base of the spine of these people. And as the light gets brighter and brighter and redder and redder, They're pulling it like a zipper and they're watching it move red all the way up the spine. Bright, bright, rich, creative red. That's it. All the way up the spine. That's it. And up through the head. All the way up the spine. There we go. That's it. There are so many people that talk about how our society is basically, um, has been, the economy of our planet has actually been designed to keep us all indebted. 
And that's really fascinating. Now, if we're going to shift it dynamically, if we're going to shift from the inside out and call up the fields and frequencies, we want to make a quantum leap, don't we? We want to make a big jump out of the way things have been and the enslavement. You want to take charge of the radiance that you're putting out there. Which means it's a huge gap between believing like, oh my gosh, I'm always in debt to radiating out and actually radiating that you are capable of making an incredibly wealthy world for yourself and other people. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? I love Diane Collins and she's up on the, uh, she was a little late coming up on the podcast, but she's up right now. But I love the way she talked about how, um, she talks about quantum, what is it? Do you quantum think? I think that's what she said. And what she said is about quantum, I mentioned it last week, I think, that uh, quantum thinking or quantum is such an in word. But most of us, you know, you have to kind of go back and look up a number of the popular words on a regular basis because it doesn't take long before we actually forget what it means. And, you know, in this country, we tend to change the expression and the spelling and everything else so anyway she said the quantum really means um, instead of it being a linear progression of thoughts that build on each other that quantum means that suddenly there's bursts of thought bursts where things don't go the same at all they just burst in many directions and then things can change radically and that's why we can't calculate what's going to be happening I love that let's have some bursts So those of you who are lying on the tables and concerned with getting that red chakra pumping up your spine and all that and your pocketbook going right along with it, I think the bursts of consciousness that come up through people, that's the stuff that's really exciting, isn't it? Uh, Because it's like you don't. You don't know how to get there. What is the old line? You can't get there from here. Well, I'm saying you don't have to know how to get there from here. You just burst into it. So now wrap that in light and we'll do one that's the world's uh, government or the world's political. Okay, so now we're bringing in the table. And what are we bringing in? Um, Oh, I talked about enslavement. Let's bring in... Um, that whole consciousness that enslaves, oh, we, we use media, how about that, we're bringing all the media that has been um, enforcing, trying to market beliefs, see that's it, we're a marketing economy, isn't that sad? But in any case, marketing ideas, marketing stuff, marketing consumer things, marketing Uh, lobbying for government and so on. We're marketing our government by, you know, all that stuff, the whole economics marketing thing. Let's get that up on the table. And all the people responsible for it or or, who are very, very, we're all responsible for it, but the ones that are really in charge that know how to develop the system and keep it going that way. Okay, that's it. Let's bring them in. Let's bring them in. Bring them in. And then we're going to call in from the universes something that I keep seeing. I don't hear other people talking about this, but I keep seeing in my third eye visionary self, I keep seeing these huge downloads of this amazingly powerful energy. And it's coming. I feel like it's new. It's coming differently than than it used to. It's coming from... 
I think it's coming from what the Ama Bhagavan talks about. The universes have changed and we're into the center of our galaxy. And they're talking about in the golden lights or the golden frequencies in there. I, I don't know what's actually linearly true, but I feel that I see some incredible lights and energies coming in through the universes. So let's call those in. You have the right to do that. So do I. I call them in and bring them down through and bring them up through the feet or the perineums of as many of these people as you can see and feel it surge up through them so that they are struck by that rising consciousness that maybe they haven't chosen in a conscious level, but you and I know they chose it on a cellular level. And just see more and more of them being flooded with, filled with that light. Filled and, that's it. Filled with the light. And then it's contagious, isn't it? So as they're filled with this light, and the light is a consciousness of how all the resources on this planet, this planet itself, all the resources, all the money, the brilliant people, there's so many brilliant people, could all change in a heartbeat the dire nature of life on this planet. And we want them, the people that are on this table, to actually feel and know their own power for changing and sharing in the world and how much greater they'll feel. It's not something I'm telling them to do. It's something they're going to feel because they absorb these wonderful frequencies. And now wrap that in light. And now let's call in these beautiful apricot, salmony-colored, radiant, radiant lights that come in through the top of our head and come down in through the head and right down into the heart, spin round and round in the heart chakra. So they want to come from the heart, pop back up, run down the arms. Remember your arms talk about how you reach for and receive, right? So they really are extensions of the heart chakra in so many ways. And, and then what you do is have that light running down your arms and start patting it round and round the world, round and round the earth round and round the earth. You're patting it on any places where there's corruption, where there's sickness, where there's inequity, where there's people dominating other people. Yeah. And it goes round and round and round the world until the world is actually radiant with this amazing apricot, salmony-colored, atmospheric radiance. Oof. And there's so much harmony in that. There's self-love and harmony and the nurturing qualities of the feminine. It goes round and round and round the planet and comes back up your hands, through your arms, into your etheric heart, spinning round and round and moving up through your neck, your consciousness of self, which of course is changing. You're beginning to feel more powerful, right? And it goes right up through your head and way out into the great central sun. Whoa! Now drop into your, uh, turn around and close off your galactic healing center and jump into your star tetrahedron, remember? And spin and spin and spin and spin. And I hope you're going to call in, you guys. Come on, please. 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. 
What's going on in your world? Are you noticing anything about the feminine rising? Are you finding any of that um, touching your world? Where would you see it rising? It's just not just in women doing more menial labors like the men, but uh, what would we call the feminine qualities? They're, um, the feminine leadership would be, what, more collaborative, would concern itself with uh, uh, the well-being of the, of the communities, or well-being, obviously, of the countries, if it starts off with communities, would be concerned with the nurturing, the nutrition, would be concerned with the well-being of the planet, what else would the feminine, laughing and dancing, when I think of the feminine, I think of dancing and I think of uh, uh, frills, and what do you think of, oh, come on, 888-627-6008, um, I really loved um, just thinking about all that because wouldn't it be nice if we could dance and sing and play and not be all anxious about stuff? Um, let's see what else we can look at. I want some of you to pay attention to Diane Collins stuff because she really has this thing about how you can take charge of your mind. And so the, when I think about the feminine, I think about the womb, I think about birth, I think about creating new things. Now, men are very creative as well, but it's not only the feminine, but the style of the feminine has that tremendous womb and she's talking all the time about quantum thinking and those bursts of uh, thought and ideas that could actually change the world. She's done a lot of work in corporations as well, um, helping uh, in corporate structures, people develop new ideas. Just imagine inventors and also ways of um, of creating economic support for people, ways of helping people who are, uh, um, what would you call it, uh, struggling. So many people are just in survival on this planet. And wouldn't it be great if we could get our thinking and our empathy? Remember we talked about empathy at the beginning of this show? If we could have our empathy and our creative thinking and our hearts and our nurturing attitudes giving birth to new ways of doing work on the planet. I loved um, Charles Eisenman, Eisenstein, just a wonderful young man, talking about uh, the gifting economies. That's another part of it, isn't it? Is the gifting economy is nurturing one another through our finances instead of stressing one another through finances and that the gifting economy, the way he talked about it, is it's very possible to get it going all over the world. It's just going to take, what is it going to take? Same thing as Diana Collins is talking about or Linda Sherman is talking about. It's going to take you and I letting go and letting new ideas and the, uh, the art of embracing one another's needs, that, that's really important and that needs to be contagious. Uh, there are so many ways in which we can help one another, whether it's, um, oh, I don't know, micro-lending. It's all about sharing, isn't it? So um, let me see. 
I don't even know who's coming up next week. I have people coming up, but we're going to talk about a number of different things. But I think we're going to follow the economics and the style, the matriarchal style of running countries and so on. How many of you see, have seen Interstellar? Because I haven't. But what I gather is that uh, talking about Diane Collins and the way uh, consciousness and thought can burst in a quantum way, I gather Interstellar comes up with moving. Now, how many of you have seen that? Uh, moving our um, the dire circumstances of life on this planet right now into the possibility of us moving into the fifth dimensional reality, which is not quite the same as dying. Because I often think, well, geez, maybe we should just learn how to die because I see so many spirits moving through on the other side so that we can learn to take with us our wisdom. We can learn to take our love with us and so on. But I gather with interstellar, what it's talking about is learning to function in different dimensions so that we're not falling prey to what's going on in the third dimension. And uh, who is it? It's Bashar that says, remember Bashar? He's part, um, he's hybrid. He's part uh, Essasani and he's part human or he has lineage that's been human. Um, and he's... Uh, Essasania, uh, those ETs and so on. Anyway, he says, when he's talking about this world, he says, when you watch movies, you're going to get, especially in the uh, science fiction end of things, you're going to get a sense of where human consciousness is. Now, let's go back to this guy talking about how our thinking and our stress responses in movies is created in us no matter what, you know, whether we're sitting there eating popcorn or what. So I'm kind of questioning that whole thing right now about whether, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did you create my mind to have this stress about this or that? Or um, or will the movies like Interstellar tell of what human nature is going to reach for? Or are the movies telling us what to reach for. That's a really interesting thing to think. I suspect it's both. But back to consciousness, it's up to you and I to choose how we want to do that, right? So I'm saying to you, and I guess it's time for me to wrap up almost, um, but I'm saying to you that as you and I uh, become more and more conscious about our empathy, for example, about what we're radiating. You know, as they say, the only game in town is building up your fields and frequencies and radiating it out there, making it contagious so that we all get lifted and we all get to carry ourselves to a higher level of um, possibility, no matter what the dire circumstances are. It's all the same, isn't it? It's like whether you choose to... Uh, go to the fifth dimension because interstellar shows you that or you choose to um, uh, what am I trying to say is like a, we have to choose what we believe right 
Or do you believe that they're, they out there are affecting your mind or that you can affect your own mind? And is the effect that you're choosing, is it a higher frequency effect? And if it is, can you send it out there and can you make it happen? One of my friends, Diane, um, very often when she does a meditation, she uses the technique she learned where she does the um, infinity symbol in each of the chakras. So I'm going to end with that because it seems to really add the building of the light to our um, radiances. And then we'll end with that. And I look forward to hearing from you all again. Thanks for all your calls tonight, you guys, letting me talk and talk and talk and not even calling in. Oh, my gosh. So here, this is in honor of Diane and other people who do this. Take a couple of deep breaths. And focus on the base of your spine and make it bright, clear red. And in that, have yourself a wonderful symbol of infinity, that figure eight on its side, spinning and spinning on its side. Yeah. And now move up to your belly area, the orange chakra. And once again, put in an infinity, sign of infinity. And again, in your solar plexus, personal power center, again, the infinity sign, infinite possibility. And in your heart chakra, remember, we're learning so much about coming from the heart, from your, in your heart chakra, once again, your infinity sign. Good. And build it up. Build it up. Just make it stronger and stronger and brighter and brighter. And now in your throat, maybe a smaller one, but not smaller in effect. Good. And in your forehead. Excellent. And now at the top of your head, it's kind of like the magician's. Remember the magician in the tarot cards? Doesn't he have an infinity sign on top of his head? There you are. And now take a golden, golden light and bring it up through your feet. Swish it all the way up through your body and way out into the great central sun. And I want to say this is Veronica Entwistle. If you'd like to, tune in to veronicaentwistle.com for podcasts of my Paradigm Shifter show. If you want to make a comment on this show or any other show, the Ask Veronica button. Or if you'd like a session with me or my guides and angels, veronicaentwistle.com. Thank you so much for listening. Good night and many, many blessings. Much love.